Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Final buzzer sounds. We're here to wrap it up. Why not? Here's Steph Curry. It's time for Warriors wrap up. Wrap up. The game. Warriors wrap up is presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. How long has it been since the Warriors have won two straight? Well, let me put it this way. Whitey Gleason, Ryan Covey from our San Francisco studios. The last time, Ryan, the Warriors won two straight, you were not engaged yet. Wow. No. Oh, wait. The last time the Warriors won two in a row. Well, actually, I should say. I, yeah, that was it was a, right in the middle of that. Was right, say, yeah, easy, just, yeah, bro. Because that was the end of the four-game streak, which right. actually started two days but before Christmas? Yeah, so they, yeah. they won okay. games the 20th, the 23rd, yeah. the 25th against That's Houston right. on so Christmas, the right, and yeah. then the 27th. I right. got engaged on the 24th. I was I sandwiched my Newly engagement engaged. with multiple Warrior victories. Right. My mistake. Yes. Uh, this What's is up, baby? I love you. Warriors. Thank you. <laughs> no, not you. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm ambivalent about you. I War- just, you Warriors know. wrap-up is brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. This is the first time all year. I know I got this right. That the Warriors have won two straight on the road, one twenty-five to one seventeen over the Washington Wizards. Not a lot of defense played tonight, but you explain this to me. I know you're busy getting ready for your little radio show, Butcher Shop after tonight, eight yeah. to eleven. Stand by. Okay. Uh, no D'Angelo Russell tonight <laughs> with a quad contusion. So, oh my goodness, our leading score. What are they going to do? They go out. They score one twenty-five and they thump the Wizards. How ha- does that happen? Hashtag Team yeah. Basketball Ball Movement. Seventy dimes the last two games. Whitey Gleason hitting the three pointer over a fifty percent clip. Nice way to get it done for Steve Kerr and company. Back to back road wins against well NBA teams. Well, that's right. I think the Warriors got tired of playing competitive basketball against pretty good teams and losing. So then, when you got the Cavs and the Wizards on the schedule, it's like, all right, let's take care of some business here. Yeah, you're right, uh, Ryan Covey. 31 assists for the Warriors tonight. They had 15 to 33s after hitting 18 against the Cavs. And the offense functioning at a high level tonight. Once again, they had one, two, three, four. Oh, they have uh, five guys in double figures. One, two, three, four. It looks like six guys in double figures tonight. That's what I said. Yeah, six that? guys in double figures. In- Who saw that coming? Yeah, including Alec Burks with 30 and uh, GR3 with 22, which is nice because uh, they help you win. Also nice 
because the trade deadline is coming up Thursday. And that certainly, I don't know, they're kind of established commodities at this point, but that certainly doesn't hurt their trade value. No, certainly not. And I don't know how much it uh, affects their stock one way or another, you know, a couple of games. I think at this point we know who Alec Burks is in his NBA career. GR3 is maybe a little more of an unknown quantity. The name recognition will help with him. But uh, look, teams are going to be calling right now. And if you're Bob Myers, you know, we're fielding offers. I think that that's fair to say, and that's the, the sensible way to go about it. But don't feel like you have to do anything because what are you getting for these guys? Unless you're going to get players that you think can help going forward, like as far as you know, draft picks, acquire a couple of second-round picks. Sorry, that that's not going to have me going, oh, well, hey, I know things aren't great right now, but well, how about them number them second well, round picks we got in 2023? I'm telling you, hang your hat on that. I just I don't see it that way. So if there's some a player or two out there that maybe they've got circled as this is a guy that we think fits our system, he's under contract for a few more years and uh, can fit in with their salary cap constraints. Uh, yeah, maybe go out and make a deal, but don't feel like you need to do something. That's Ryan Covey, and you were a GM in the NBA for about seven years. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I, I thought yeah. it was six. My mistake. Well, it, I was like kind of an assistant GM, but right. yeah, it was kind of like a Steve Kerr, Luke Walton situation when they had the the big winning streak sure. start. You know, so I kind of stepped in. I didn't officially you get were the credited. GM. Yeah, gotcha. was, but I didn't officially get credited for all the success that the team had at the time. But right. I definitely had my fingerprints okay. in NBA circles. It's well known. Well, now that we have that that football game thing, that's done, right? That's Super Bowl's super tomorrow. Thing. Super Bowl's tomorrow kicks off at uh, about two yeah, thirty Eastern time. Our fans wish it was tomorrow. Eleven thirty like Pacific. Crack at that one. But now that we have that out of the way, we can focus on that NBA trade deadline. There is some buzz surrounding the Warriors with Thursday's deadline looming. Some D'Angelo Russell buzz. We'll get more deeply into that after we get more deeply into the Warrior victory tonight. Uh, we mentioned, of course, GR3 and Alec Burks. They could be traded. They had big nights. How about the people that we expect will be around next year? Some big performances tonight from Damian Lee. Huh? Hey, about time, huh? No, well, Damian no, Lee's had a, had a nice year. Yeah, no, yeah. Damian Lee's had a nice year. 19 uh, points tonight at 5-9 and three-pointers. Yeah, he was stroking it tonight from deep. And uh, you want to stay around with the Golden State Warriors, show that you can shoot from uh, from outside the arc. I, I think that that's going to be a key for him going forward. Uh, if you, he wants uh, to... you and or some on your program have been critical of the uh, – Damian Lee contract. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about Butcher Boy. Yeah, okay. Joe Shasky right. hasn't yeah. been too thrilled, but he's, he makes a great point. Like, really, what was the rush to sign this dude to a long-term contract? I mean, you know, a couple of years, and I know that it's not for whopping sums of money, and they could get out of it relatively quickly and easily, you know, and cheaply. But eh, just kind of beg the question. And uh, you know, when you hand out a contract like that, it's almost like you're rewarding a guy for for something. And eh. I don't know. I just I, I don't see it. I think they've got a lot invested in him, and they feel like they've developed him, so he becomes an asset. He fits what they like to do. He knows not only does he know how they want to play because he's been here a while. He's playing well this year. You know, fifteen rebounds against the Rockets on Christmas Day. So a nice game for Damian Lee. Eric Pascal tonight, fourteen points, ten rebounds. Now that's he good was, to see. Uh, he was muscular. No, that's really good to see because Pascal. I think we all felt like it maybe hit the rookie wall for a, a couple of weeks there. It had been banged up a bit. And, you know, that start that he had to the season where it was like, whoo-hoo, I'm, I'm this Pascal kid. He's going to be a rotational piece going forward without question. Right. And, you know, hey, look, this is the NBA. This this isn't, you know, college basketball. So there's going to be a, a, some growing pains along the way. I think we've seen that. And 
I don't mind rookies hitting the rookie wall and, and kind of getting knocked down. I care about them trying to get back up and soldier ahead because, look, NBA season ain't changing anytime soon. 82 games, baby, so you got to be up for the long haul. And I think the Golden State Warriors, at full strength, hope they play a lot longer than that, too, in the seasons to come. Yeah, 10 rebounds for Pascal, as I mentioned. Four offensive, including, I believe, three on one play. Yeah, incredible. And that's just all commitment, hustle, whatever, uh, great positioning, great awareness, and just kind of wanting it more. I, you know, looking at the Wizards tonight, they just look like a like a beaten team. It's kind of reminiscent of the Cavs the other night where you got to think, when the Golden State Warriors come to town, like if you're a, a Cavs fan or a Wizard fan, like, well, we're going to win tonight, right? Yeah. Wrong. Bradley Beal did all he uh, needed to do, right? 43 points for Bradley Beal so tonight. Good. Yeah, six assists. They only had the two rebounds, though. 15 to 33 of seven beyond the arc. But as far as Warriors go, Draymond Green, uh, 12 points. Did you have Draymond for a triple-double again tonight? I did not. Okay. Um, I thought he would get close. Uh, I did you have like for 12, 10, and 7? Yeah, something like Bingo. that. Yeah, right along that line. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah, the, the assist totals for Draymond have been have been nice the last, what, five or six games. He's really, you know, moving the ball. And that's when, you know, you know what Draymond's going to give you on the defensive end, right? He's going to give you, you know, rebounds. He's he's going to give you great switching, great defense, can guard a multitude of positions, can help kind of be the, the quarterback back there, letting guys know where to go, et cetera. Uh, when Draymond's contributing like that offensively and he's engaged at both ends, that's when he validates the kind of contract that the Warriors re-sign him to, and that's what gives you hope and in, in belief that things are going to be better going forward once you get you know the Splash Brothers back in there. Yeah, Draymond tonight, very efficient with, as I said, 12 points and only eight shots, 10 rebounds, and uh, seven assists. Did Hit a couple threes, but, too. Yeah. You know what? I'm glad you mentioned that. He was two out of three beyond the arc, and it looks like last couple of games he's warming up to the corner three. Now, he likes to get the ball at one end, go coast to coast, and he likes to attack the offense uh, straight up, right at the point. He's great at you know getting the, uh, the lane and driving all the way to the basket, but he struggles with that longer three. So I think if he gets more comfortable shooting the corner three, that could be the next phase for him. We've all thought this year Draymond needs to be uh, shooting a higher percentage from three point line, and maybe the corner three is a way to go for him. Yeah, shorter shot, right? Now, yeah, it's. I mean, hey, when I'm at uh, at 24 Hour Fitness, give me that corner three. It's an easier shot to make. It just the, that's what I've heard is like, give Covey the corner three. Well, that's what I've heard. No, no, it's more don't give him oh, don't, the, okay. yeah, the top. Yeah, well, don't give him the corner three because he's going to make it. But oh, okay. I don't want to be shooting, you know, the, the top of the arc or, you know, you know that, that corner, like, top edge three. You know what I'm talking about. I got you. Like from the elbow there. Yeah, the elbow. Exactly. Yeah. So that was yeah. the word that was alluding me. It's a big word wing for me. A couple syllables. Three, yeah. Elbow. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. El- and then sure enough, bow. Marquise Chris tonight, 13 hey. points. Five for five in 25 minutes, five rebounds. My guy, I'm telling you, Marquise Chris, since getting back with the squad's been balling. I love the athleticism. I love the hustle. Had a couple of blocks tonight. One tremendous block. Yeah. Behind, yeah. Marquise Chris getting it done, baby. And it, it's good to see. He just seems like a pretty good dude. I, I just, you know, it, the, the night that the Warriors had to let him go because of the, you know, two-way contract mess that they found themselves in, you know, it was, it was up in sack in front of his family and everything. Yeah, like going out with the family and, the, hey, yeah. uh, by the way, yeah, yeah, uh, let you go. But we'll probably bring you back. We'll see. Yeah. As long as you clear waivers. Is this your mom? Well, I was surprised, though, that no other team was in the Marquise Chris business. Did that surprise you at all? 
Not really. I think because of the timing, what teams were doing with the rosters, and I think there's a very good chance the Warriors had a really good idea that he wasn't good fit for a number of teams. That's not to say that no one thought he was any good. It's just right. that at the time, uh, the timing of it, it was not a good time for teams to make that uh, commitment. You, you got to you got to think that that's tough for an athlete, like when they clear waivers. You know what I'm saying? When they don't have a big contract, and it's like, man, like any team could have just snatched me up, and they're like. Mm, nah. Thanks, yeah, though. I guess so. But, you know, now it's a, it's their businessmen more than anything, and they understand. Okay, no, I get it. Yeah. I'm just, you know. I understand what you're saying. Like, for, not only do you go through the indignation of being let go, but then everybody else has a chance to bring you in and nobody does. I don't know. Maybe it could be a motivating factor. Sure. This so. is uh, Warriors wrap-up. He's Ryan Covey, Whitey Gleason. The Warriors over the Wizards tonight. The elbow. 125 to 117. Yeah, Alex is right. You're, I think you're talking about more that wing three, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That wing three. You got it. So the you know Warriors about. have two consecutive road wins for the first time all year. This is only the second time all year they've got any kind of winning streak, asterisk, uh, at all. And they'll see if they can keep it going <laughs> a couple of nights from now against the Brooklyn Nets. Are you a big plus-minus guy? I am. I, I, I know that some people say it's it's not indicative of a player's individual performance and it is a team stat and, a, you know, obviously a team game. But in a vacuum, not so much like a night here, a night there. But obviously if you're consistently minus, it you know, it's a pretty clear indicator that you're not cutting your weight. Um, but it, it can be a little deceiving, granted. But I probably put more credence in it than a lot of people. I mean, look, what's the name of the game? Putting – Putting that little ball in that little cylinder and preventing the other team from doing it. And, no, you know, the name of the game is basketball. Right. But yeah. I, I kind of just, I, you know, I, I changed it. Okay. Just, I right. just put in for the patent. But no, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the, that's the object of the game then, okay? Okay. It's preventing yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other team from scoring and you actually putting uh, points in, in the basket and, yes. you know, and, and making buckets. So if you're routinely being outscored when you're on the floor, Hard to make a very valid case that you're helping your team. Do you know who you probably have in front of you? The uh, plus-minus king of the night was for the Warriors. I do not have it in front of me. I will guess. I'll tell you it's plus 12. Okay. Damian Lee? It is not Damian Lee. Damian Lee was uh, he was plus 3. Okay. So I was not close. It's a little, as you said, sometimes plus-minus is misleading. But this is still nice because this guy needs, uh, you know, a, a lot of encouragement now. Kevon Looney played nine and a half minutes. He was one for two from the floor. He had four rebounds. He was plus 12. He's Kevon Looney. And I guess know. what? The Golden State Warriors have now won four straight when Kevon Looney's in the ah, lineup. Nice nugget. I mentioned that last night. It was a three-game winning streak, and yeah. they have officially pushed it to four. Welcome back, Loon. Now, the uh, plus-minus jester of the night, the guy in the game with the lowest plus-minus, that would be minus 16 for Gary Payton the second. Okay. Yeah. All right. Gary Payton's son. Not, who, not so glovey. No. not He played 11 minutes. He was 0 for 2. He just happened to be on the floor when the Warriors were shooting well. And if you go to basketballreference.com and check his nicknames, which I encourage you to do if you ever have. Obviously. Seen, they're very funny. Uh, Gary Payton the second, his nickname is The Mitten. The Mitten. Yeah. I thought I it was going to be the... I would never call him out to his face. What do they call those gloves that they used to wear in the 80s where, like, the fingers are all cut off? They're like leather with no fingertips. How would I know? And the little circular knuckles. Well, yeah. that was your heyday, Whitey. Like you, you ran things in the '80s, obviously. So, I, if you of I all don't people know what they should call know those, 
I mean, the fingerless gloves. I don't know. Chill, not a body text line. Help me out here. What do they call those damn gloves? Because I think that's what Gary Payton is. Like, Gary Payton Jr., not quite that glove. Maybe Gary a couple Payton of holes second, in it. Actually. Oh, pardon Junior, me. Junior, yeah. Gary Payton the second. Yes. What the hell is the difference? I don't know, but I think there's a difference. What? I think. It's the same damn name. You're the second coming of said name. I don't know. I don't know, but uh, I do know this. That bothers me. Yeah. Uh, uh, not we'll, cool. We'll find that out, too. Show not a buddy text line. Help me out. The difference between Whitey Gleason the second and Whitey Gleason Jr. Junior. Driving gloves just came through on the Oh, okay. All right. Thanks, 209. Text line. All right. I'm gonna look, I'm gonna Google that. Yeah, the driving glove. Because uh, this... you can drive on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what they are. But you got oh yeah, with the cutoff fingertips. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, the driving gloves. You can only be the second when you have the third. Oh, oh. okay. All, All right. right. Thank you. All right. Uh, here is the dang deal, uh, as far as we know, on the trade deadline. This is, of course, Warriors Wrap-Up, Whitey Gleason and Ryan Covey, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Will any of the Warriors be searching for new homes anytime soon? We know that, uh, well, we believe we knew that the Warriors, they'd listen to offers for D'Angelo Russell, but they're in no hurry to trade him. And it's been reported that they are most likely to hang on to him into the summer, where they may reevaluate. And that may very well be true. But Ian Begley of SNY says the Knicks have registered interest with Golden State about trading for D'Angelo Russell. League sources confirm it's unclear how far along talks have gone. But Bobby Portis is one name that came up in conversations per SNY sources. Frank Nilekina's name has also come up in conversations between the Knicks and Warriors around Russell. All right. We also have this from The Athletic. Uh, Warriors Timberwolves have been talking, and Golden State would only consider a deal, this is with Minnesota now, that has significant draft compensation as part of any Minnesota package. That, again, according to league sources. Wow. We also, according to these reports, uh, we think we know that the Warriors with the Knicks, they're, uh, they're holding out. They would like a first-round pick. If they want D'Angelo Russell, if the Knicks want D'Angelo Russell, you're going to have to give us a first-round pick, and then maybe we got something there. So it looks like the Warriors are listening, but it looks like they will not trade D'Angelo Russell at the deadline unless they're getting back at least a first-round pick from Minnesota or the Knicks. All right, fair enough. Does the first-round pick thing, and maybe this is to repackage and and to bring in some more established veteran talent, but – I don't know. It's confusing to me. It seems like teams that have a bunch of veteran players with championship caliber uh, experience and championship aspirations, that would signify you need to bring in more veterans to make a run at a title, it's not a great question. drafting a bunch of young players. It's a great question. Uh, let I me ask great questions. answer that after I share with you a few more details. Th- these are from Brandon Scooby Robinson on Twitter. He's with MSG Network. He's an analyst there. He says the Knicks have an offer for Russell. That deal, according to Brandon Scoop B. Robinson, would include Bobby Portis, Kevin Knox, Frank Nilakino, Alonzo Trier, and a second-round pick. He says the Warriors are not interested, I'm told. Golden State wants Mitchell Robinson and the Knicks' unprotected first-rounder added to offer. So that's being um, knocked around as well, tossed about as well. So to answer your question, what do the Warriors want with the first-round picks? A lot of people look at it and say, okay, look, your core, you like your core next year coming back, but your core is aging, right? Yep. So maybe it would be nice to get some really top young prospects in this draft as a kind of a bridge they can help next year. 
They can help your core get back into contention, and also maybe down the road they can become stars in their own right. And then, hey, look, we've, we've got our stars in the future for when this core is done. But it looks like the conventional wisdom is the Warriors want the first-round picks to package because they want a big star or two added to the mix for next year. See, that's kind of what, what makes sense, just acquire draft assets so you can go knocking on a door of a team that has a big-time player that maybe you're eyeballing and you can use all that draft capital to maybe throw in a deal to entice them over. And look, I know you've talked about the Antetokounmpo uh, scenario. I, I have not <laughs> talked about the Antetokounmpo scenario. Everyone else has uh, extensively, but... Uh, for a guy that's not even going to be a free agent until the end of next season, potentially, and right now the Bucks have the best record in hoops, uh, I, I think there's yeah, no reason playing to believe. playing good basketball. Yeah, there's no reason to believe that uh, Giannis is going anywhere. I guess, though, it is worth pointing out when the Warriors, you know, this, this core with the Splash Brothers and Draymond, when they started winning titles, those guys were obviously still very early in their careers. Now, I, you know, I guess you kind of have to look at it differently where, yeah, you, you, you kind of have to be in the now and prepare for the future at the same time, whereas a couple of years ago, the future was now, right? It, you know, it, it, you literally are championship ready. I think you kind of have to hedge your bets if you're Bob Myers in that sense and maybe bring in some young talent. You know, the kind of the way the Spurs had that group that did a bunch of winning with Tim Duncan and Ginobili and Parker, but then they had the next generation ready to go, and there was more of a seamless transition. Now, that's hard to pull off in a salary cap-driven league and a star-driven league, but I don't know. It, it's probably something that Bob Myers wrestles with. What I just would want to know as a Warriors fan, definitively, like one way or another, either, okay, we're going to try and bring in some youth and, and build the, the back half of the roster that way, or we're not going that route. We believe that Steph, Clay, and Draymond as a core, uh, and throw Kevon Looney in there as well, are – poised to win another title and we're going to bring in any veteran assets that we can in order to make that a reality well when i first heard today that d'angelo russell was going to miss this game with a thigh contusion i thought maybe they're holding him out maybe talks are progressing it's also possible that he has a thigh contusion and he wants to make sure he's as close to 100 percent as he can be for wednesday's night wednesday night's game against his old team the nets so we'll keep an eye on that well uh, the good news for the warriors is it sounds like if these reports are true that the Timberwolves are not the only team interested in Russell, which is nice. The bad news is these offers are not yeah, very attractive. What are we going to do with Bobby Portis? I mean, come yeah. on. Like, you know, we got crushed on Twitter the other night for the Andre Drummond conversation, and, and that's all right. We can handle that. What's up, Warriors world? I see you, baby. Uh, but, look, all offers need to be on the table right now, and you need to be entertaining all that stuff if you're Bob Myers. Uh, why not? Uh, but I, I don't think you should feel like you're in any under any, like, pressure or time constraints to trade D'Angelo Russell. To me, that's a deal that gets consummated in the offseason. And let me ask you this, Whitey. Yes, I will. Don't you want to see him play with Steph Curry yeah. some? That's, yeah. that's, that doesn't really tickle you one way or another. Right? I think the Warriors have already made up their mind on that. And I understand that, hey, you might as well see how it works out, uh, you know, if you have the opportunity to do so. What we saw early, and it was very brief, I know, but it did Like very it, brief. It, yeah. But it wasn't working. So much. And maybe I'm not open minded to it. I don't see those two. They both need the ball too much. There was so much turnover, though, early in the year. And look, these are basically, it would basically be an audition against NBA caliber opposition, regular season basketball, and essentially a consequence free environment. I, I don't know what the downside of that would be. What do you have to lose? 
I mean, oh, I guess the thing that you would have to lose is, oh, my God, it works, and they start to win too many basketball games, and, you know, they slide out of that, you know, lottery position in our reverse standings. But I don't even think that's going to happen. I think it's apparent that it's not going to work. First of all, if you had, let's say they're starting, would they be starting or would you be open to bringing D'Lo off the bench? He's probably not going to want to come off the bench, and who could blame him? And that's a lot of money to pay somebody coming off the bench. But if he starts... If you have Steph Curry and D'Lo starting, and we have seen a little bit of this, that's a that's top defensively. That's a that's a very poor defensive backcourt. D'Angelo Russell just doesn't defend well, no, and he I, doesn't appear that interested in defending well. You're right. So maybe I'm unfair to do this. I've already made up my mind on that. Uh, as for the Warriors, maybe they are going to be open minded to seeing more. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And, and I think you know most basketball fans will probably tell you the same thing. I, I've said multiple times on these airwaves. I don't think D'Angelo Russell is a fit for the style of basketball the Warriors play. I firmly believe that. I'm just thinking, what else do you have to lose and just and just take a look? Now, sure, we probably already know how that's going to play out, but it just it it just doesn't almost seem fair to D'Angelo. Like. That he was brought here, you know, you do a sign and trade with him. I, I mean, hey, look, he got paid, so regardless of what happens, oh, like, yeah, that's he got the paid business. A lot. He's yeah, still you're right. Paid a lot. Yeah, you're right. So, so be it. I just, and I also feel like, too, once teams come up short in the playoffs, and maybe I think a lot of GMs see just how far behind the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Bucks, because I think it's, the, it's that big three right there, and then everybody else is a, a full notch below. Uh, and I don't really think any other team has legitimate championship aspirations this year. I mean, maybe a Toronto who I know has been red hot lately, and maybe Utah, somebody like that. But for the most part, I think it's those three. And once we get through the playoffs and there's GMs out there kind of going back to the drawing board saying, damn, we got to catch up to some of these teams. And, and that gap's pretty pronounced right now. So then maybe D'Angelo Russell becomes a much more attractive commodity. Any of these uh, potential trades do anything for you, even as a starter? 888-957-9570. Chilton Autobody, text line 95795. Coming up, tell you how the Warriors really could have used Steph tonight, although they didn't need him. And we'll hear from Steve Kerr. We'll hear his post-game comments coming up on Warriors Wrap-Up, 95.7 The Game. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Whitey Gleason and Ryan Covey, first things first here. Tonight, the Warriors beat the Wizards 125 to 117. We've been talking about, yeah, I mean, a big night for the Warriors, and they hit uh, 15 threes again. But Gary Payton the second, Gary Payton's son, and Ryan was wondering, well, how come he's not Gary Payton Jr.? And I think it's a matter of part of it is you can, you know, it's up, up to the parent. You know, you can call him Junior or the second. While both mean the last name has been used previously in their lineage, a junior means the child is named after a parent, while the second indicates the exact same name was used previously by someone in the family, such as a grandparent or a cousin. Okay. All right. Uh, I can see that. And and we just had Butcher Boy in here. Him and I will be getting rolling yeah. after we wrap up here at 8 o'clock. Why You're welcome for the topic, by the he's, way. He's Joe Shasky third. His dad, uh, it was Joseph Shasky, the junior, because his grandpa was also Joseph Shasky. So he was never called Joseph Shasky the second, but his dad, he was just junior. So, I mean, what is it, man? Junior? Yeah, I just well, don't we do understand. Have, you know, the Warriors have Glenn Robinson the third. Right. And what was the, the, the big dog? Was he Glenn Robinson the second? We just called him Glenn Robinson. On the Chilton Autobody text line here, talking about these uh, trade reports. And it looks like Minnesota and the Knicks are both. Interested in D'Angelo Russell to various degrees. Justin says Stefan D'Angelo is the same as Stefan Monte. I don't need to see that again. I mean, I've heard that thrown around. Uh, okay. Just 
Let me put my eyes on it for five games. That's all I'm saying. Ten games. Let me see what we got here. What about what about Bob Covington? You think Robert Covington, does that have any allure for you in a potential trade for D'Angelo Russell if there was substantial uh, draft pick compensation also coming back in return? And granted, I'm, I'm not saying for one second Covington and D'Angelo are a like-for-like asset you know, swap. Okay. No, I'm not interested anymore because my understanding is Minnesota saying, you want Robert Covington? We want a first-round pick and another asset. Like, okay. For thanks. Robert Covington? Yes. And, yes. And not just D'Angelo Russell? <laughs> well, sure I don't know that pal. they've had direct conversations regarding Russell and Covington, but a lot of teams are interested in Covington. And, of course, right. if you're Minnesota, if you're any team, you know, you ask for a, a lot. Maybe you're not going to get that, but that's an awful lot. So if I'm on the Warriors, uh, Covington, if that's what they're asking, okay, good luck with that. From the 650, Dubs are going to get a better return if they trade Russell in the offseason instead of this deadline. I agree with that. I do. And, and for the reasons I so astutely laid out before the break, you can get more people involved. GMs have a little more sense of desperation at that point. And i got to tell you, I, I think the, the Knicks – excuse me, the Knicks – the Bucks, the Clippers, the Lakers, they're going to show the once the playoffs get here and these guys find that next gear, they're going to show you the difference in class. Kind of the same way the Warriors, when they were humming for a few years, it was the Warriors and the Cavs were in the finals every year and nobody could even really sniff them. I know the Thunder kind of pushed up uh, and gave them a run that second year the Warriors were in the finals. But other than that, I mean, essentially the Warriors didn't even get tested for a couple of years and much of the same with the Cavs in the East. So there's going to be a lot of desperate GMs out there. And I think at that point, if you're Bob Myers, you can get that bidding war going. 888-957-9570. We're going to hear Steve Kerr's postgame comments in just a moment. First, let's talk to Chris in San Francisco on 95.7 The Game. Chris, what do you think of all these trade rumors, brother? Hello, Chris? Hello? Yes, go, go ahead, man. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. Hey, um, you know, some of these trades that are thrown around, it kind of reminds me, like, in a fantasy football league when I try and unload all my <laughs> yes. bench guys yes. to get someone good. <laughs> like, what are we even talking about, you know? I think uh, Portis is all right. Covington's okay, but these other ones aren't good, man. And if you look at where we've been the last couple of years, a team like the Lakers this year, like those bench guys aren't going to help you win a championship. So if we're on a time crunch here with Steph, Clay, and Draymond, you know, why are we going to trade for guys that aren't going to help us win championships? I kind of um, I, I like do want to. I, I do want to throw one one thing out here, hypothetical. Yeah, you know, I think Delo's pretty good, man, and he's he's in a system that's a little foreign to him. But if you saw what he did with the Nets last year, like the dude can ball. What about putting Curry's name on the block? Thanks, no, guys. Okay, I appreciate the call. There's no way, right, Whitey? I mean, because I thought, okay, potentially, like if you want to just take away all the sentimentality, uh, if you look at it just from a age standpoint, but. There's just no way. Steph Curry still has a good three, four years of high-level basketball left. I'm not even going to address the comment. Okay, fair enough. I just thought. (laughs) Uh, Let me ask you this, though. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. Uh, Do you think D'Angelo Russell has face-of-the-franchise-type talent, type skill, type of upside? Do you think he possesses that? Certainly, he has a salary indicative of that. I think he does for someone perhaps like the Knicks. I think that would be part of the appeal for a team like the Knicks. And right now the Knicks are boring, they're terrible, their roster is mismatched and top-heavy, and, you know, D'Angelo Russell does have some market equity in New York. Some guys can't play there. He played well for Brooklyn, and he's got uh, star qualities. I think for, not here, but I think for a team like the Knicks, 
or maybe to a degree even Minnesota. Of course, they want to pair him with Carl Anthony Towns. I think that what you're talking about, that Q factor, whatever you want to call it, I think that's part of the appeal for some other teams. You see, you think him and R.J. Barrett could work well in the backcourt together? Well, I don't know that he could work real well with <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm just asking. He has very high usage I, rate. And I'll be honest. I haven't, but he is a good passer. haven't watched a lot of Nick basketball this year. I'm going to just come out and say it uh, honestly, and I apologize if anybody's offended by that. So yeah. I mean, haven't watched get, a lot. He'd do a good job running their offense. They might have to tweak a little bit because he just has a very high usage rate. Anyway, tonight, the Warriors. We'll see what happens with the deadline. I'm fast approaching. Warriors tonight, they did, even without D'Angelo Russell. They beat the Wizards 125-117. to 117. So let's hear what Steve Kerr had to say about that. I think we've been, we've been really sharp moving the ball, um, sharing it. A lot of guys are knocking down threes. I mean, that's, we made 15 tonight. I don't know how many we made the other night. How many? 18. 18 um, game's a lot easier when the ball's going in the hoop. But, um, you know, we just, we're not turning it over. Um, and uh, playing with really good pace. I think Draymond good tone for us when he pushes the ball, um, you know, from uh, made or missed, you know, from the backcourt and we get into our offense quickly. That's a big help. We talked about those threes, but you hit a, a couple of big ones coming down the stretch because they were making that run they got to within five. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we lost our focus there a little bit. End of the third, we fouled them way too much. We knew, given the, this team uh, and their offensive firepower, that the game was far from over. And uh, last five minutes of the third quarter, they must have gone to the line ten times, and that helped them climb back into the game. We lost our focus a little bit. So I was happy to see us uh, close the game well, uh, make a couple, get a couple stops. Steve, it sounds funny to say, given all your success, but the milestone of back-to-back road wins, just, just what's the significance of that for this group? I forgot about that. Is that the first time that's happened this year? I mean, Raymond doesn't fill me in on anything. He's, uh, you know, we're not the only ones having a bad year. You know, Ray, Raymond has, has not been up to par either, so it's given everybody in the organization. But I'm confident Ray, Raymond will... Uh, you know, try to get things going for the stretch run and give me information like that. All you can do is laugh. <laughs> wow. That's Raymond Ritter, uh, yeah. media relations coordinator for the Golden State Warriors, for those that don't know. Raymond Ritter about. doesn't have bad years as no. far as his job goes. He doesn't have bad seasons. He's in. For those that don't know, he's the uh, short, bald dude that's always seen uh, roaming around the team. Really a nice guy, too. Yeah. Very cool guy. Really good at what he does. Very good. Uh, the Warriors, one of the things they were really good at tonight was fending off the Wizards when they made that late charge. Steve Kerr alluded to it. Bradley Beal had a three that made it 113-108. And you know, in that place. They were coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it got rocking. Hey, home of the uh, Stanley Cup champ, Washington yeah. Capitals. Yeah. Come on now. I'll tell you, I have one complaint about the arena there at one point tonight. This is not a common It's located years. in Washington, D.C. No, no. Oh, other no. than that. They were playing the, you know, but they're playing like the Adams, Adams family. family. Come on. Yeah, what year is it? Yeah, it's obnoxious. And if you listen closely, it's like a knockoff Adams family. It's not the actual Adams family. They bootleg. They, yeah, because they don't want to get sued for copyright infringement. So you all, everyone knows it's the Adams family, but all they right. change the key. So it's like, wait, it doesn't quite go like da da da. It's da, like da, it's da, like what Vanilla Ice did to Bob Dylan's Under Pressure. Right. It's exa- not. That's exactly da, da, what I was going to say. It's. Listen closely. It's dun 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 dun, dun right? Yeah. That's what, uh, that's what yeah, I said, a.k.a. Uh, Rob Van Winkle. On the uh, Chilton Auto Body text line, hey, guys, sometimes the second indicates father and son do not have the same middle name. 
Go Terps. Best regards, Pete Dockendorf, Emeryville West Coast. Hey, you put his name East on Bay. it, a school Thank affiliation? You. Yes. Nice job, Pete. Thanks for putting your name on it. Okay, so sometimes a second means you're not junior if you have a separate middle name from your father. That's what Pete suggests. It's fascinating. Yeah. Also from the 510, Myers wants to land a, a legit player. They're not going to deal Russell for a rotation player. I See, and I couldn't blame any Warrior fan for wanting to feel that way. This is, like, you can't afford to screw this up, however you decide to go the where you move D'Angelo Russell route, because he is a max player. He is potentially the face of a franchise, okay? And because he's that much of an asset, and that is the only reason that you brought him here is you were going to lose Kevin Durant for nothing, and you had a chance to gain an asset to the standard of, of D'Angelo Russell. But you have to make sure that you get this right, because when are you going to get the opportunity again where a, a face-of-the-franchise type player who's as young as D'Angelo is is surplus to you? And how often does that come around? Like, almost never. And they got it right with Monte when they were in that similar predicament oh, yeah, so many sure years did. ago because you get bogged and that gave them balance. And I've been laughed at for the notion of maybe moving D'Angelo for a guy that can play inside the painted area, but seemed to work pretty well last time. 888-957-9570. You like any of these rumors you're hearing? Are you even hear like a thought starter, deal starter in any of these? We'll tell you once again what the Warriors are believed to oh, really be wanting in these deals. Sorry. Uh, by the way, I just got crushed on the chill not about text line. I said Bob Dylan. It was David Bowie. And I sincerely apologize. Yes, under pressure was David yeah, was Bowie. You try hosting a show with Whitey Gleason, okay? That's right. It's, it's hard fault. to keep your mind straight. It, don't talk to me about street cred, okay? My, I got street cred for days. My fault there, certainly. Yeah, tell you once again why the Warriors could have used Steph tonight. We're going to hear from Draymond Green and call of the game still to come on Warriors Wrap-Up 95-7 The Game. David Bowie's finest hour, Whitey. Warriors Wrap-Up continues on 95-7 The Game. Under pressure. Yeah, see, Bob Dylan. Yeah, see, we're feeling the pressure. With his harmonica. Under pressure. Whitey Gleason, Ryan Covey. I did not say that. Ryan Covey said that. <laughs> that moron have, Ryan Covey I, I, said I, it. I may have agreed with him, but I, he really did. <laughs> yeah. He did not have my full yeah. attention. 510, the funny okay. thing is Whitey totally yeah, agreed. I was, I, he did not have my full attention at that point. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. That's uh. great. Sorry, Bay Area audience. I, I think the more funny, the, the better part was the the actual context of the joke the vanilla oh, ice comparison under pressure the dun, dun, yeah. dun, 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 when he explained how he copyright infringed upon uh <laughs> David Bowie and Freddie Mercury of Queens under pressure uh and, and the way he tried to explain it the slight subtlety in the variance of the beat and that's right. why it was not, in fact, copyright infringement. Yeah, let me tell you something. The Warriors, they didn't need him tonight. They didn't even need D'Lo. They beat the Wizards 125-117. They could have used Steph Curry in this sense. Uh, let's see. Four years ago today, Steph Curry scored 51 against the Wizards. Uh, last season, in October, he scored 51 against the Wizards. And there's a chance that we next see Steph Curry March 1st against the Wizards. He's not going to play March 1st, Whitey. We but talked about this. If you're Steph Curry, the aren't you, the Wizard, you saw the Wizards play tonight. He's you Steph saw- Curry. He probably yeah. couldn't even tell you the biggest games that he's had against the Wizards. I know, but probably you saw does them not play tonight. Care. If I'm coming back, my first game back on that, uh, I don't know if that's a, is that a national televised game against the Wizards? Probably if I got not. a chance to come back against the Wizards, I'm taking it. 
Yeah. Suck on that, Gilbert Arenas. Ghost of Gilbert Arenas. Come on. There's no way. And and he he's probably go for that. What a great way to come back. Uh, tonight was a Shout big out night Hibachi. for... For many, what's that? Oh, Gilbert Arenas, shout out to Bocce, baby. Okay, I thought you Great interview, too. Rui Hachimura of the Wizards. <laughs> if you ever interview Gilbert Arenas, make sure you do the old pre-tape. Right. Yeah. Let me just say this. Rui Hachimura-sama to Temo Jozuda. Right? Am I right? No doubt. Yeah. For, uh, for we, show. Big nights tonight for Glenn Robinson the third. 30 for Burks. 22 for GR3. 19 for Damian Lee. Draymond Green, 12 points. Ten rebounds, seven assists. Here's what Draymond Green had to say after the game. Shout out to you know, they cut the lead to five, and you know we, um, you know we were able to get some stops and put, you know, get some more baskets to secure the win. But uh, you know, definitely a step in the right direction. You know, a month or two ago we would have lost that game. You know, and they cut it to five. So you know, we're starting to figure it out, starting to get better. So it was, you know, that was a good win for us. Feeling high energy right now, feeling pretty good. Yeah, I feel good. Um, you know, I feel like I'm getting on the rhythm. Um, you know, things are starting to click. Pretty good. You, there, there was no tr- uh, in-season deals the last five years by you guys, tr- trades. Um, this year, obviously, there's already been one with Collie Stein. There's rumors for others. Can you feel the difference? I mean, in past years, we kind of even knew you guys weren't going to make a trade just because of where you were at. Yeah, well, I think, you know, everything's different. Um, you know, it's not quite the same. Nothing is really the same, so you can't quite co- approach it with the same mindset. But, you know, as a player, just... Try to go out there each and every night. You step and I step on the floor and just play. Um, you know, forget about all those things. That's why guys have agents. Um, you know, to handle whatever is going to happen. You know, and you focus on doing your job, and that's what we try to do. Feeling in the locker room about you know angst over the next seventy-two hours. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think so. Um, but it's not something that we're focused on. You know, uh, but we're all. Realistic, you know, we understand this business and what could possibly happen. So, you know, we'll just continue to play, continue to try to win, and go from there. What do you think Alec and Glenn have brought just in terms of mentoring the young guys, bringing them along, showing them how to win, that kind of thing? They've brought, you know, experience. Um, you know, they both have played extremely well this year. Uh, you know, just being. You know, a couple older guys that, you know, neither one of them really say much, you know, but they're more lead by example guys and they'll teach where they feel they can. Um, but, you know, they've definitely brought good energy to this team and some great leadership. It's been a rough season for Kavon, but how has he looked to you for these last couple of games? He's good these last two games and it's exciting to see. Um, you know, obviously, you know, he'll continue to get back and build his conditioning up and, you know, all of that stuff will happen. But just to see him out there healthy and moving well, um, you know, it's really good. Does he look noticeably different than the last time he came back? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's making an impact right away. And uh, you know, last time he came back, he was laboring. You know, he's making an impact and, you know, looking like, looking a little like Loon. You know, but he, uh, you know, obviously, like I said, the conditioning, the rhythm, and all that stuff will come. Do you see Eric Pascal? Uh, Discovering his strength on the floor, his ability to bully guys. I think he discovered that week one of the season, um, or week two, or something like that. But you know, he's uh, definitely playing well. You know, he realizes when he has a mismatch and he takes advantage of it. Draymond Green tonight, another nice night for Draymond. Twelve points, ten rebounds, seven assists. Talking about the trade deadline, this 
Could be the most interesting trade deadline the Warriors have seen in many, many years. Also, Draymond talking about Kevon Looney. He looks like Loonigan. He looks like he's having fun. But the last two nights, all the Warriors have looked like they're having fun, right? It's fun to play basketball when the other team doesn't guard you. Right, yeah, and that's it's the thing. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, wide open, lots of scoring, end-to-end. And that's when you get the juices flowing. And these guys... They're they're artists, right? I mean, they're they're professionals. That's that's what they live for to go out there and apply their craft. And look, there hasn't been a lot to feel good about. And you know, to win a night here, a night there, that's great. But to to have a couple of games in a row now where you had a little bit of success, and you know, even the previous two games before that, they're playing against you know elite competition. I think they. They afforded themselves pretty well in those games. I mean, it's just that was obviously a talent discrepancy, but you have a chance to play a couple of games against teams that are in your weight class, and you showed class in those uh, in those instances. So I'll give them props for that, and I think it also speaks to the vibe around the team, and, you know, these guys are staying loose, and maybe it goes back to Steve Kerr not going nuclear and losing his mind over stuff that they have very little control over, you know, from a talent standpoint. So uh, when they, they had the opportunity to actually get a couple of wins, they've done it. And, hey, feel good about this. On a year where there hasn't been a lot to feel good about, enjoy it. Absolutely. And, and go ahead and make it three in a row. Screw the Nets. Against the Nets, yeah. Warriors winners tonight. Let's see if you can be a winner. It's time for the call of the game. Brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile. The best deal in wireless. So listen around 930 Tomorrow morning, if you can cor- correctly identify, pardon me, the call of the game, you win $150 to Schroeder's Oh, it rolled over again? Yeah, if the chosen caller doesn't get uh, get it right, $50 is going to carry over to the next day uh, after the game. So here is tonight's call, call, call of the game, 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 game. Woo, woo, woo. It's time for the call of the game. Brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile. First, crossover dribble. Spins, hangs, fires, tough shot on the rim, no good. Tipped up and in by Robinson. What a tip with his back to the basket. Just reached up with his offhand and banked it home. What a play by Glenn Robinson. The Wizards call time and the Warriors lead by 10. Yeah, so correctly identify the call of the game tomorrow morning around 930 with Joe Lowe and Dibs. Fun fact, you know that song they have? Joe Lowe and Dibs. It's Bob Dylan. That's Bob Dylan. That's, you no, know that? it's David Bowie. You Everybody knows it's David Bowie. $150 to Schroeder's Restaurant. That's going to do it for uh, Warriors wrap-up tonight's Wait, Are you going to go? You can hang out uh, in the butcher shop for a couple I hours? I would, but I got a thing. I got this uh, thing? Yeah, tonight's final, Warriors 125. I, thing. I do. Wizards 117. You heard it here on 95.7. The game where the butcher shop with Joe Shasky and Bobby Schmurd is next. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.